0: All right, we are live, AJ. We are here on Monday, June 21st to recap UFC Vegas 29, PFL 5. It's me, it's Adam Martin, M.M. Adam Martin, and my boy, AJ Shulo. AJ,
1: what's up, man? What's up, Adam? Uh, excited to talk about some PFL and UFC recap. It was worth recapping, that's for sure. It's an eventful week of fights, And yeah, looking forward to chopping it up with you.
0: And dude, I appreciate you uh, joining me again. Uh, obviously, Mar- Marcel's a little busy right now. He's, uh, he's a huge soccer fan and he wanted some time off and I was like, all right, I'll get AJ on. AJ's great too. So we'll miss Marcel, but we got you on AJ and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this card with you. Um, I know you have some thoughts about it, certain couple of fights in particular. So we'll break down the whole card for you guys. Um, I mean, might as well start with the main event AJ, uh, actually, you know what? I mean, before we even get into it, like as far as your picks, bets, et cetera, how, how did you do? Because for me, it was basically that break-even night. It was like a 500 night, it was, and I feel like lucky to have escaped with a 500 night because I feel like most people lost on this card, AJ. Like it was a really hard card, and that Negu Mariano guy saved me because like the two units I wanted him saved me, AJ. It basically, got me back to the, to the uh, into the uh, to the green. So I was happy with that. But yeah, man, give me your thoughts like as as a whole on your on your betting night.
1: Yeah, so my only bet uh, lost on Procopio. Uh, we talked about beforehand. She had a little bit of a cardio dump. I'm not going to you know, say like I should have seen it coming. Sometimes you get calls like that. Sometimes you don't. You could call it luck. You could call it variance, whatever you want. Fact of the matter, she lost. Um, but kudos to O'Neal. Uh, she could push a heck of a pace. As it pertains to the card as a whole, I win about 50-50 on my picks. Um, and it, In hindsight, it makes sense because we just had a lot of closely lined fights yep. and a lot of the favorites. And I know you cast on uh, Neremanu. Just the big favorites were just fairly untrustworthy, Um, like Camor and I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, but like he was one for sure, the biggest favorite. And uh, yeah, we had like a a coin flip main event, you know, going into it. We had some maybe some questions on on Korean Zombie. Maybe we thought he he was on his way out. Ige coming off a good win, but Korean Zombie, man, he just reminds us, you know, you got to be an elite an elite title contending featherweight to beat this guy. So it was a tremendous night of fights, Uh, PFL as well. Yeah, really happy with how it went.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about that too. And I uh, just want to mention tomorrow I'll be doing with Marcel, the, uh, the preview show for UFC Vegas, 30 Volkov gone. So we'll do that tomorrow, 7 PM Eastern though guys. So it's a, it's a little bit later tomorrow. Just wanted to give that programming note, AJ. Okay. So let's talk about this card here. Now we'll start with the main event, work our way down, AJ. And I, you just mentioned it, Korean zombie, pretty outstanding performance. AJ. A pretty complete performance. The scorecard said it was 48 47. I think I thought the fight was a lot more, uh, lopsided than that, to be honest with you. Like, and I, I picked the I was kind of hoping he'd do better in this fight. Just tough fight to call, man. I, I think you picked Green Zombie if I was thinking like good pick. If he was, I obviously got this one wrong guys. I just thought it was going to be a close fight. I don't think it was despite what the scorecard say. I thought do- zombie dominated with the grappling, especially you look at the top control agent, the, 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 uh, the number was very high in this fight. And, uh, yeah, it just showed that he does have that tool in his, in his back pocket. If he doesn't, want to strike with guys, AJ, he can use his ground game, which is good to know going forward. So, give me your thoughts on Zombie and also Danny Gale.
1: Yeah, um, I, you know, I always want to just reiterate to people, don't beat yourself up if you got a pick wrong. And I, I get picks wrong all the time, so there's no need to, to worry about it. Just Korean Zombie just put on a phenomenal performance. What can we say? He's a He's a very underrated grappler, and I say that because while he's a good grappler on paper, we just don't get to see it all too often um you know the last time we really got to see him dominate a guy on the ground was like after he rocked moicano or after he rocked edgar he would like sink in the hooks and be so strong but this was like a true like just dominant grappling performance by by jung i know ige heard him in round five and um yeah, but you know, Ige just you know made a mistake, chose to to grapple with him, and I, I guess the theme I, I buried the lead a little bit when you asked me my thoughts. I did not talk about the judging here. Uh, that was a little bit of a controversy. I, you brought up a scorecard; they got the winner right for the main event, but the scorecard itself was a little bit perplexing uh, amongst some other fights on the card. So I yeah. apologize to the to the listeners for for not pointing that out. I did bury the lead there with the with the judging.
0: No worries. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the stats right now for this fight. Like, this is the thing that, like, again, you know, numbers are you got to look at them, but you also have to look at them with the right context. Like, for instance, the significant strikes were 92 to 80, right? And you'd think, okay, that's pretty competitive. But then, of course, AJ, you got to look at the the takedowns. Three for five from Zombie. Ten minutes of ground control. Two, two. So, yeah. And we got Josh in the chat. What's up, man? He says, Zombie surprised me. Dude, he surprised me, too. I mean, obviously, I knew he could win. I didn't bet on this fight. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick EA A little bit younger. I just, I liked how he looked against Tucker, obviously. I'm like, I'm going to take a shot in this guy but clearly not an elite guy. I mean, he's solid. He's very tough, not an elite guy, AJ. I would say like he's in that 10 to 15 range, but zombies like borderline top five, right? So he's right there and this this fight really did prove that he is an elite guy. So God, we'll see what they do next for him, man. I mean, there's a few options obviously out there. Like, you know, he's calling out Max Holloway. That's a fight he wants. He says Max Holloway doesn't have any power in his punches. So, I mean, I'd love to see that fight, but also the Yair yeah, Rodriguez fight would be good if they ran that back too first fight was obviously amazing and crazy ending so that'd be good i think mean, there's a lot of matchups for zombie guys anytime you match up this guy with anyone it's gonna be exciting all right so i gotta talk about this fight with AJ and spivak was basically he i hate using the word aj and josh i agree with you completely here dude i mean i had this guy i literally put him on every team in my draft games and i had 150 teams i put him on every team because i was that confident which I would have never did, but I was that confident he would finish him and he only got 75 points in, in draft games. I thought he looked terrible in this fight, Spivak. I thought, AJ, I thought I got lucky, man, honestly, with this one. I did bet on him. I, I laid the two units to win one. It cashed 29-28, but the first round he looked terrible, AJ. There were some close calls there. AJ, no grounded pound for this guy, no sense of urgency. I wasn't impressed by Spivak, even though I I won my bet on him. I don't know what your thoughts were, man, but I wasn't impressed.
1: Yeah, it was it was the the end of like the unusual chain of events on this card, right? Because this was a fight that was the most likely fight to not go the distance, and yet it goes to the distance rather comfortably. So it was it's all just hilarious as it pertains to Speedback. Yeah, it was kind of an underwhelming performance. Yeah. He did what he needed to do to win, but didn't really put himself in a position to really finish Olenek. Uh Olenek was able to get him to the ground, which was a bit of a sweat there at the end of round one when he took his back, but. Um, yeah, I think we kind of know, like, as Josh pointed out in the comments, like we kind of know Speedback's ceiling based on this performance in the previous ones. Like, yeah, he's a a top 15 ish heavyweight, but as it pertains to like a a title challenger, he has a ways to go. He is a young guy though. So who knows? Um, and you know what, look, I know it didn't work out for you this time, but I applaud you for actually taking a stand speedback because those are the type of things when i've actually won big on DraftKings is because yep. i took a bold stand and it really paid off and yep. um that's what you need to do to win so uh, i i want to congratulate you for at least trying to do that
0: uh i appreciate it but yeah i mean you know my bets were break even but dfs was a little bit of a loss this week it's just i didn't have glenn i didn't really see that coming <laughs> we'll talk about that in a few minutes he got 140 points i didn't really have him and um there's a few other surprises too but you know even like Here's the thing. you ca- I called Negredo marianu 6900 AJ in DraftKings, right? That only puts up 77 points, though. You know, it- it's it's an okay night, but again, you needed Matt Brown and Matt Brown. I knew he had a chance. We'll talk about him in a minute, but I ended up picking that I should have stuck with my initial instinct on that one, but uh it's all about this fight, Marlon Vera Dave Grant. What a fight! Amazing fight, fight of the night. Kind of weird scorecards, I would say too. 3026 I don't know about that scorecard. I had it. I think 29-27 is a good scorecard. I think Grant won the first round. And then I think it was, I think 10-9 and 10-8, if i want not see singer, one of the two. Let me double check what it was. The What was it? The third round was 10? Yeah, I think the third round was 10-8, right? He was just cutting. I mean, it was a great fight, but Mar- Marlon Vera looked Like, in this fight, he really looked like a guy that couldn't contend for a belt. I mean, the elbows, he says that John Jones inspired him with AJ from the clinch, just absolutely brutalized David Grant. David Grant. I mean i told you aj this guy's super tough like it's hard to knock you could hurt him it's very hard to knock this guy out and the fact he went three rounds is pretty amazing here because he took a lot of damage but i thought marlon vera looked outstanding and he wants Dominic cruz now so give me your thoughts on the fight and his call out
1: oh yeah it was an amazing performance by vera and i do think the correct scorecard was 29 27 i think the third round should be an easy 10-8 that yeah. had all the makings of it he nearly finished him more than once he had him mounted for more than a, a couple minutes three minutes at least and was beating a crap out of him and then, yeah, you give Grant round one. He's obviously next-level tough, but, like, this just proves to show, like, Vera has improved tremendously fin- since the first fight. And Davey Grant has too, but just you you bring up the age thing. You know, Grant, yeah. uh, Grant's, like, 35. Yeah. Um, Vera's, like, 29, 28, so he's, like, closer to his prime of the two. So, yeah, kudos to Vera, and I, I do think that that call makes a ton of sense considering where both guys are at.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw. There's some funny video going around. It's, like, I, there's some BJ kind of behind it, but Vera found uh, Cruz – think changing backstage after his commentary duties he had his pants down Bisping walks in with the camera he's like hey what do you guys talk to oh <laughs> he has oh pants gosh by his waist it's really funny but bears like i want to fight you and he was like uh you know i want to fight someone highly more higher ranked but i think it's a good fight you know i, I would love to see that fight Tom cruise like i don't want that fight i can see why he doesn't want the fight i mean you're facing a younger guy who brutalized you with elbows like i don't know if that's a good fight so i can see why he doesn't want AJ. i think much, I, I think he probably wants, like, the winner of Aldo and Windows, maybe. Like, maybe that's what Cruz wants. That fight takes place in the summer. I don't know. Maybe those guys are ranked really high now. Maybe, like, I don't even know. Let me just see these comments here, guys. We had uh, Josh say he thought Grant won these around. For sure, uh, Josh, he won the first round. And the third round was definitely 10-8. I'm with you on that. His face was, I don't know if you saw that picture on his uh, Instagram, AJ. His face was just absolutely brutalized. Matt says, respect to Grant. This fight made me think Vera probably caps it around top 10. Yeah, he's, like, in that 10 to 50 range, I think. And Grant's just below him. He's like in that 15 to 20 range, maybe a little bit below that. I don't know. I think Grant's improved. I mean, the guy, dude, he was chucking bombs. He was chucking leather. He has a lot of power, AJ. And he has good technique now. He's able to really maximize that power. So, you know, when he fights a guy like uh, Martin Day, (laughs) who's extremely hitable, AJ, you can see why he puts him out, right? But a guy like Vera, I mean, Vera, his defense has improved, too. He looked good in this fight, man. Now, another guy looked good. You called this one, AJ. You told me, you told me last week you were like, I think this guy can be sneaky, and I put him in a lot more teams after you told me that. Sung Wu Choi. I also put Laura Pakopio on a lot more teams, too, but <laughs> we'll talk about sung Woo Choi, and he looked amazing. Um, outstanding performance by this guy, AJ. I think he's a teammate of Korean zombie, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean the guy just looked incredible. We we talked about the chin problems with Julian Arosa. Um the guy's extremely chinny. He's been knocked out quite a few times now. Let me double check how many times. One, two, three. He's been knocked out four times in UFC, guys. And, I, and he's definitely been knocked out before the UFC, too. So you put him against a guy who people slept on his power a little bit, Sung Wu Choi. But a guy, AJ, comes from a Muay Thai striking background and who struggled his first two fights. But he's really putting it together, AJ. Give me your thoughts on Sun Wu Choi, man. I know you like uh, this guy's Sting
1: yeah i i just thought like his chance to win inside the distance in this fight was being a bit underrated like he was around like plus 220 or something like oh. that and we talked about it beforehand like arosa gets dropped in like literally every fight even the land where fight he got dropped in so it's just like when you got a guy like troy who as you mentioned is a great striker young guy he's sharp he's got power it's not really a huge surprise that he went out there and won by knockout so um of course arosa like he could have won that fight in theory but like if he's just keeping his hands down literally begging you to hit him and like troy's also long and rangy himself it just kind of was a tougher matchup for Arosa in hindsight. So uh, kudos to Choi. That's his third consecutive win in a row. And um, yeah, I do think he's a pretty underrated guy because when you look at his losses, Tucker and Evoyev, those are two really good grapplers. So, um, you know, when he gets matched up against another guy like that, I'd be hesitant about him as a favorite. But, you know, when he's getting matched up with these sorts of guys, I, I think him being a favorite makes sense.
0: For sure. Let me get this. This is a good comment from Jose. He says, People will disagree, with Spivak is a prospect. You've seen in the divisions only 26. Beat a grand wizard on the ground slowly but surely. Keep improving. I understand, Jose, and I completely agree. I like Spivak. Don't get me wrong. I just was disappointed he not get the finish. I just think he he played it a little bit safe. I think there were some times where he had position on a Linux agent. He could have been raining down ground pound. And you know how easy a Linux is to knock out at this point in the career guys. Like You just have to overwhelm him with punches, and the referee probably would have stopped the fight. So, I was disappointed to get a finish. I mean, I honestly think he should have, and I think the UFC was probably disappointed. And I know Dana White had a picture with Olenek after, but I still feel like this is probably it for Olenek. AJ, I mean, they might give him one more fight, but I don't know, man. He's he's turning forty-four this week, guys. He's the oldest male fighter in the roster, so I'm not sure what you thinking. You think he him one more age, or you think he's done, Olenek, in the UFC?
1: Um, sure, why not? I they probably will, but I just kind of hope like he retires because he's got <laughs> over eighty fights. You know, I know so. it's
0: crazy. I know it's crazy. All right, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. We'll see what they do with him. I'm just counting up, uh, by the way, I was counting up Rose's knockdowns against, uh, best on uh, UFC stats, man, six knockdowns against AJ. That's yeah. that's a lot, and he's only got two, four, but he does have power, but guy's chin is just not great. All right, this fight, this is one that I did call uh, Bruno Silva, and I know we talked about this one. You liked well in the tournament, and I gotta be honest, AJ, first couple minutes, I'm like, okay, he's just gonna out wrestle him. AJ was right, and then all of a sudden, the Tide turn, this guy got on top. And I like I said, AJ, that grounded pound from this guy. That's how he knocked out um uh Frolov or whatever in his M1 fight. So I knew that was his best weapon. Once he got on top, unleashed unleashed damage. And look at this, AJ. Wellington turman went zero for ten in takedowns attempted. Zero for ten in four minutes and forty-five seconds. That's crazy. Give me your thoughts on this guy, uh blindado and also turman.
1: Yeah, um, I gotta be kind of weary of, of Terman's chin going forward, kind of like we'll get to Silva later on. I just, you know, two yep. knockouts in a row. And I mean, like, yeah, Silva's got some power, don't get me wrong. But like when it's like from ground and pound after like the Andrew Sanchez fight, like that's where it becomes an issue. Right. So um yeah I think Terman came in with a good game plan and he tried to execute it. It just didn't it didn't work out. He didn't get the result he wanted. Um and kudos to Silva. I mean he um he proved a lot of doubters wrong. You know a lot of people are questioning this guy would be coming in over two years you saw the suspension um you know he pulled off some upsets when he was in m1 and um he proved he belongs in the ufc after this performance so uh, kudos to him His, his ground game i thought looked better as well um i always like it when guys are you know taking time away and they're they're definitely sharpening up their game so um yeah i thought it was a good performance by silva and um, yeah, I'm a little bit weary about uh Termin going forward, to be honest with you, though. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: Matt says turn to seem to allow the ground pound to look for a BJ opening Should not done that. Yeah, his chain is not very good. Uh Matt Mac, he says, can we make sure that UFC doesn't rush Choi? Destiny will need defensive grappling work. He's talking about uh with Choi. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna rush him. Like that division is stacked at <laughs> 145. So like there's they've been taking their time with him. I mean, he might get a guy like Andre Feely's fighting Daniel Pineda. Maybe if Andre Feely wins, they could do that fight. So we throw Andre Feely, that'd be a good fight, right? Something like that, age, like a borderline top 15 guy. Maybe so abusive too. you, something like that. Maybe, but you're right. I don't even know if they'll give him a rank, guys. We'll see. Um, Get these other comments. Uh, Jose's asking, do you think Max and Yair makes sense? I mean, that's the fight they want to do, obviously, but it got postponed. They're trying to do Jigas-Jakatsi uh, G- now versus Yair on short notice. I hope they do that fight. I hope Yair takes the fight. I don't know if he will, but I'd like to see that fight. Troy versus Steven Peterson. I think I think he's above Steven Peterson, but if they want to do that fight, it's fine too. How is Romanov versus Olenek sound? Maybe they'll do Espino versus Olenek instead. They could do Espino and Alinic. You know, Romanov is coming. I don't think he should have won the fight, Jose, but technically Romanov won. As a, like I'm looking at his record, I was looking at it the other day. I'm like, wait, I'm defeated. I completely forgot he won that tactical split decision. <laughs> In that yeah. awful fight. <laughs> it was so yeah. bad. Anyways, let's go on to the next fight here. Matt Brown, I mean, do you know Lima, like like just like Turman came in with a good gameplay, sticking and moving, outpointing pointing Matt Brown, then just the chin. Once again, AJ, you knew it was a gaming issue with this guy. Gets knocked out here. Thoughts on this fight, man?
1: Yeah, Lima, um, he went a few fights without really getting hurt badly. Um, uh, or a couple, I should say. He didn't really get hurt by Muhammad. He didn't really get hurt badly by jumo but then actually against court mcgee he got dropped at the very end of the fight and then we Mm -hmm. saw the, the durability show up again here uh with brown um i was on record and i picked lima here my sort of thought process was just you know brown as tough as you could get i mean no doubt a ufc hall of famer but at 40 years old i just In watching the Condit performance, I just I wasn't sure exactly where he was at, but you know he he looked right in that camera and and you you heard what he said. He says I'm 40 and I'm not going to repeat the last word, but (laughs) I mean that's awesome, man. I'm happy for the guy. I mean he's just he's one of the legends of the sport. You know even at this stage of his career, he's like must watch TV because you just you just never know what the guy's going to do. Like he's just going to do something crazy. So um, yeah, veteran performance. uh, You know despite an early deficit, came back and got the knockout. So kudos to him.
0: Yeah. I, met, I saw Matt Brown fight. First UFC card I ever went to was UFC 123 in Detroit, Rampage Machida. He fought Brian Foster on the undercard, got choked out at that time. His record UFC was four and four and he was on a three fight losing streak and they were about to come. They gave him another fight and he's really just resurrected his career. He's turned into a legend. So I don't know what happened and what changed with this guy in in that after that fight, but he just really changed. And he's the guy, the guy is kind of like a legend. Like you said, super tough. He's calling a lot of guys now. He's saying like, yeah, this is what Jose's saying, Nat, Nick Diaz and Matt Brown. I, I think it's a good fight, you know. I think it'd be a good fight too. Nick, Nate Diaz is a good fight. I mean, these guys are durable. They could also kind of they could I mean Nick could probably knock Matt Brown out. I think also Robbie Lawler's a good fight if he wants to fight again. He's calling out Waller. He said Donald Cerrone. And Damian Maya is another fight he wants back. Those fights, I think they got they're all rematches. He wants rematches. But I, I think, you know, if they want to go with the fresh matchup, the Diaz brothers. So any of those guys make sense, AJM. I'm fine with any of them. Um, let's go to the other fights on the card, the prelims. All right, let's go to this fight. Nikolai, negative and Alex Kemer. I did call this upset here, AJ. I'm pretty happy with it. It was the biggest dog in the card, plus two ten, And uh, really it was more of a fade on Kimura. I just wasn't sold on the guy, AJ. I, I looked at the guy's tape. I'm like, guys, you know, kind of okay. He's, you know, got some power, but didn't really impress me. And I thought, you know, Nikolai's being a little bit, we talked about it, AJ. I talked to, him, I think maybe he was off camera, but, just the the time away being you know with with the improvements he could be making and it looked like he had been training his wrestling with guys like Kamzat and stuff for this fight so I thought he looked good in this fight AJ um Nikolai and I definitely think he should have won the decision it was a split decision but I I thought he won what are your thoughts on this fight, man
1: yeah this was another one like the judges got the winner right but like (laughs) the scorecards weren't accurate I don't know how you don't give Naramanu at least two rounds like clear (laughs) Um, I think yeah. you could even make a better case for thirty twenty seven than twenty nine twenty eight 28 camera, but Hey, that's just me. Um, anyway, but yeah, good call by you. Um, my friend, John Kelly as well called this, you two are the only ones I know that called it. So that's <laughs> awesome. It feels great to be on an Island. And then when it comes through, you just, people remember that and that's, that's cool. That's very cool. Um, yeah, Kmore, I mean, he still showed a lot of the same issues, striking defense cardio. And, um, it was, I'm not a huge narrative guy. Like I, I look at them in my handicapping process, but I tend to think. Um a lot of people look at him more than than I do. Maybe it's something I should factor in in the future a little bit more, put a little bit more emphasis on it. um, but this is definitely something that I think, like you said the the time away the improvements, perhaps UFC at one point uh, releasing him yeah. or maybe it, maybe it was like a conflict or something like that, yeah. maybe fire this guy up and uh, force him to go back to the drawing board and improve. so yeah, kudos to yourself and everybody else that that was on this because uh yeah, he looked like the favorite out there so.
0: I appreciate that. And yeah, he signed with another promotion and then got a fight back in the UFC. I don't know what happened with him, but I'm glad you got another fight. I don't. I think they'll give Cameron one more fight to you guys. So, uh, Matt Mack, I didn't think Nikki's fans grab were that big of a deal. It didn't seem like it, but the the referee was really screaming at him. So, <laughs> I mean, I I think you could have taken a point, I guess, because did it a few times, but it didn't seem like it was really impacting the fight, but you know, I could be wrong about that one. It is what it is. I think, at the end of the day, I think the judges got the winner right, and not, we'll move on. But... I think one or one, at least one of them or maybe two of the judges scored the first round for Kmur, which I don't understand because that was that was best round. Like also the stats, I don't know about the stats in this fight. You gotta be honest, guys. It says Kamer outstruck him one oh two to seventy one significant strikes. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I, I, I think they're you know, it's a very hard job to do these strike stats. If they're going so fast. But real time, it sure seemed like Nikolai was landing more strikes, didn't it, AJ? Like
1: yeah, I've been trying to bang this drum for such a long time. Literally, uh, the UFC is the only sport that does not have, like, an objective scoring system. So my my opinion has always been, like, just get rid of significant strikes. Just call, call them all total strikes. And yeah. people would agree with that or not. But I think that at least gives more clarity for situations like this and um, other situations yeah. as well because, it, like you said, like the stat sheet says one thing, but when we watched the fight, it told a completely different story. Yeah. Um so while the stats paint the picture at times this was a case where it doesn't and i think we could get more uh uni- uniformity if we will by fixing this up but yeah I-, I think the the stats were a bit a bit skewed here by quite a wide margin
0: yeah and again it's a new sport you know the sport's still like in its infancy and i think the stats and stuff will get better aj through time and i'm with you though like i'm actually looking deeper at the stats now and though though uh Comer, technically according to this has struck. Nikolai with the significant strikes. uh, If you look at the first and third round, or sorry, uh, yeah, uh, the third round um, total strikes it went to Nikolai, it's just, you gotta. I don't know, AJ, I'm with you. It's kind of confusing. Like, I feel like there is like a, uh, I don't know. I I, I don't understand really what, I know I've read the definition of a significant strike, but I still feel like I look at the stats sometimes and they just make me scratch my head. You know, AJ, like, I look at this fight and I'm like, how did he only land 71 significant strikes? I thought he was just battering Kimber's head across the octagon, guys. Like, I'm surprised by that. Anyways, um, how about this fight, AJ? Wow, I mean, you know, kudos to this girl Murata, man. I mean, she's tough as nails, AJ, but I think she broke her arm here against Janderoba, and Jandarova looked outstanding. Give me your thoughts on this one, man.
1: Yeah, I gotta be inspired by Murata's effort there, because she had a swollen up eye and, and a broken arm or broken elbow. I don't even know. Like she something was really jacked up with her <laughs> with her arm there and like you could just tell by the way she was holding it like she just wanted to fight through it and she wasn't throwing it and so um but but kudos to jander too i thought her striking looked better than ever um she's still not like a perfect striker but it shows me improvement um and like yeah she's just so nasty on the ground jander like i was pretty interested to see how this fight would go down if it hit the ground and we kind of saw what happened um i was pretty surprised jander didn't shoot for takedowns on her own but maybe that was just more so she was kind of counting on rada to do it as well she was also having success standing so um i think this was kind of like a levels fight i think Murata can get better but at this point in time i don't think she could compete with a woman like janderoba mm-hmm. who's uh top 10 in this weight class so this is a stacked weight class but uh i have high hopes for Murata and janderoba's future
0: yeah i thought she looked outstanding she's technically only three and two in the ufc but i mean that fight with Mackenzie der was super close and mm-hmm. you know she even gave carlos bars like a good fight in her debut so like, this girl's super tough she's like borderline top 10. Maraud is still kind of one dimensional, AJ. Uh, I, I like her, but she's one dimensional. Hopefully, she can improve her, the other aspects of her game. All right, this fight, Chaos Williams, Matthew Summersburg, I mean, it's was a pretty clear cut decision here for Chaos Williams. Um, yeah, and it was me. I thought it'd be a competitive fight, it was, but I thought Chaos, I think he probably won every round, you know, or 29 28, I guess, but yeah, he definitely won the fight. Any thoughts, AJ?
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy because both of these guys have like one hitter quitter type power, but like it it showed that like you know, durability is definitely something we we factor in, right? And they both could take a punch and some, uh, especially Semelsberger and, and Williams too. I know you saw that that screenshot where, where he hit him clean and his his just whole face just got turned the other way. Um but yeah, you know, I was questioning if chaos could win a, a decision sustainably in the UFC, and he answered that question here. Um, I would have liked to see Semelsberger wrestle on his side of things too. I think that would have increased his chances of winning. Um, I know that he tried a couple times, but like it was more so he was just trying to clinch and not really dive at his legs in open space. Uh, but kudos to chaos. Nonetheless, I think he's got some underrated volume, um, you know, 91 significant strikes for a guy that's just known for power punching is actually really impressive. So um, yeah, I thought it was a good, good showing by chaos. Uh, Semelsberger uh, will be back. I'm sure just, he wasn't ready for this type of opponent quite yet
0: no i agree i agree I, and i i was i thought he was going to wrestle a little bit more too i thought mm-hmm. you know especially in the third round but chaos didn't really get too tired you know he looked good with the cardio all right let's get to these other comments here um jose's asking verda versus data or nina yeah she wants to fight nina nunez so that's the fight she wants i, I would watch that and uh, matt says he thinks she can be a champ it's possible i mean that division is definitely i would say pretty wide open all right, we got to get to this fight. Jose says was Roki robbed? He thinks so. Matt Mac, the decision was rough. I bet on Roki Martinez. AJ, I told you he was my bet of the week by dog of the week last week, and he I think got robbed too. But it was a close fight, so I'm not going to cry about it. Um, I think he should have won the fight though. I-, I thought he did enough to win two rounds. The work rate I thought was higher. It was a super close fight. He overcame that size advantage by fighting in the clinch, which was a smart game plan. The problem was he rested too much in the second round. I, and it was kind of a bad look, I think, for the judges. And the third round, it was honestly a coin flip, I guess, for them. And they're like, all right, we're going to give it to Josh. But if you look at the total, total strikes, AJ, in that third round, 79 to 28, and two of the three judges gave to Josh And I don't know about that. Again, stats are just one thing, guys. We all saw the fight. Most media members had this one for Roki. This one hurt a little bit, AJ. I got to be honest, I'm not going to cry about it, though. I mean, you know, it, was cl- it was close, so I'm not going to cry about it. But uh, what do you think, man?
1: Yeah, the first round was just like crazy because like Martinez was looking like Kamar Usman out there with just his clinch control and his his ground (laughs) strikes and this and that. He's controlling the bigger guy in there. Um, But yeah, you know, I think your read on the fight was good, even though the bet lost because you you acknowledged like there was a reach disadvantage here, a length disadvantage, uh, but Roque still forced the pocket exchanges, still got the clinch, and um, you could still make a case even with that he won. You know, looking at the stats, two hundred forty five strikes to one hundred—that is a massive gap in favor of Roque, <laughs> and I could definitely see where people were coming from. I think it was like more coin flippy than anything. Like definitely Roque one round one. I think Parisian won round two, but it wasn't by as wide of a margin. And then round three, I thought like Roke won, but it was definitely closer than round one. Um, So yeah, it was, it was another decision where it was just kind of perplexing. I mean, I just pretty, pretty surprised that at least two judges didn't give the fight for Roke. I hope they give him another chance. I just think that these, they're matching up with these guys that are like wrestling them or, are just so much longer than him. Like, the like all heavyweights are big, obviously, but yeah. you know, these guys with like 80 inch reaches and they're 6'4, 6'5. Like, you know what I mean? So, I'm uh, thinking but, maybe that
0: uh, Chris Barnett guy, the tuggy bear guy, maybe the guy that fought Ben Rothwell. He's also yeah. like, a, like a chubby uh, heavyweight. Parisian, though, I, I gotta be honest, I'm gonna fade him again, AJ. I don't care who's fighting, that, I'm fading him. You shouldn't have won this fight. All right. Uh, a couple other fights here. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how this guy didn't win a bonus, but yeah, Ricky Glenn, unbelievable knockover of Joaquin Silva. First fight in three years, AJ. I was trying to avoid him. I'm like, eh, this guy's have fought in forever. I, I can't touch this guy. I'm like, all right, I, I guess I'll lead towards Silva, you know, a little bit more proven in this division, but man, caught him clean and then dropped him again, two knockdowns. I had 140 points in DFS, AJ. I mean, wow. Like... <laughs> wow and this was just i just didn't see, expect this one there's always a surprise every card this was rick blind and surprising me so i'm not surprised he won i knew it was gonna be a competitive fight but i didn't <laughs> expect him to
1: start so like this give your thoughts yeah wow is the right word because <laughs> glenn is is he's not he's not known as a power puncher yeah um, he's more of like a volume and, and durable come at you type of guy and you know he hurt tucker and now he hurt Silva and that I think more so speaks to the durability of those other guys because Glenn doesn't really hurt anybody else um this wasn't the first time we saw silver hurt we saw silver hurt by Jared Gordon we saw silver obviously hurt by hack press and so I got a serious question uh yeah. durability questions about him going forward um Glenn kudos to the win but it still doesn't show me a whole lot like maybe in this time off he's developed some power but I'm not exactly sold on that yet um I would like to see him a bit more tested. I would have liked to see what this fight would have looked like had it gone three rounds because we just saw one variation of the fight. If it went yeah. 15 minutes, I would have thought that Silva would have beaten him. So um, I know there's some other smart people that were on Silva there as well. Uh, so, again, you get some of these predictions wrong, and, and sometimes yeah. they look hilariously bad, but whatever, on to the next thing.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone respected the, the way he knocked him. I mean, you could say he won by knock him, but... <laughs> Like this, I don't know. If you did predict if you did predict it to happen like that, kudos. All right. <laughs> last fight here, AJ. Laura Copio, your girl. She uh she was winning the fight and then she just got tired. And Casey O'Neill, man, very good prospect. You're twenty three years old, AJ gets the finish in the three round. Man, I love seeing her get the finish too. Two straight finishes in the UFC. And I think I talked about it with you or it was with Marcel last week. I, I mentioned that the um actually the over did cash, but just the fight not going the distance was like plus two hundred. Like this girl, Casey O'Neal, her fight seemed to end inside the distance, so something to keep mind going forward. But give me your thoughts on, uh, Laura and Casey.
1: Yeah. If you put $5 on a parlay for like O'Neill to win by submission in round three and, and Glenn win by knockout in round one, you, you just hit the lotto right there. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> this um, yeah, you know, Procopio went out there. She won round one. She had like an issue, uh, that I guess caused her cardio to, to dump. I'm not exactly sure. Um, her other fights, her cardio didn't show to be this bad. So I don't know, maybe it's just O'Neill's yeah. pace that overcame it, but, um, yeah, kudos to O'Neal. This is her second, you know, dominant win. Uh, she overcame some adversity here, which was nice to see. Um, she trains at Extreme Couture, so, and she's a young lady, so we could expect her to get better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for Kopi, I don't really know what to make of this performance, uh, but as it pertains to O'Neal, I, I think she's got some upside. I would like to see her striking defense a bit tighter. Um, I know that she's yeah. done some work at Tiger Muay Thai in the past. Uh, maybe she, she makes another trip out to, to Thailand again. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's got upside. She's undefeated, um, and, and it's nice to see fighters. We get to see what they're like when they get their backs up against the wall, how they respond. Because she didn't just fold, you know. She she got fired up even more and, and fought back. So kudos to her.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you on all that. Or let me just cut these last comments, guys. Um, Matt like, said he likes to that O'Neill wants to move slow. Seems like a plus athlete. Used to develop skills. I like this girl, man. She's she's good looking. She could fight. I think the UFC could potentially have a star in her hands, AJ. I really do. I mean, this girl's good, man. She's and she's got that. Killer instinct. She said she like took like she took pleasure in finishing this girl and choking her out cold. Like i love to hear that. Like even though it sounds crazy, that you'd love to hear that from a fighter. That's great, man. She's got that killer instinct. So I like that. Matt says he remembers when Rick Glenn came over from the SOF. Dude, I used to like Rick Glenn there. He was a champ there. He's a good fighter. I just the three year layoff scared me, but walking silver's change scared me a little bit more, I guess, AJ. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on this card before we move on from this one?
1: No, let's move on.
0: we're gonna do a little bit of pfl recap to you guys all right i gotta get your thoughts you guys can chime in in the comments for this i mean listen i watched the fight you guys watched the fight i thought Rory McDonald won this fight i arguably thought you could have given all three rounds but at least two i mean i don't think it's the biggest like the worst decision i've ever seen i do think the judges got it wrong though what do you think aj
1: i missed this fight but this was uh this was a minus one thousand betting line here. This was pretty crazy. I mean, like, cause I like everybody seems to think that Rory won. I guess my hesitation is like, well, the fact that the fight was this close as a minus one thousand favorite is just still, you yeah. know, that there's still there, there's still some wiggle room there. Um, uh, kudos to to Glyson T. I mean, um, got to kind of question where Rory's at at this point. You know, just losing this fight, he should have won it. Um, he had, like, all these, like, advantages, age, significant reach, and he was on a ton of momentum, and um, just goes to show, you know, there's there's no sort of perfect silver lining with, with uh, analyzing a fight, so uh, kudos to T-Bow, um, you know, this is one of the guys that people thought debatably beat Khabib, even though it was a while ago, so he's definitely <laughs> got quite the resume. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how this tournament plays out. This was definitely a very significant result in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, and, you know, T-Bow's been fighting forever against everyone, guys, but... I don't think he won this fight. I mean, just the fact you said it was that close, and this is the, the risk of betting those minus 1,000 favorites. I still think he won the fight, though. It's just that Rory, you know, to the judges, I think they thought he was kind of, you know, kind of backing up a little bit too much, maybe, and they, and they went against him. They punished him for backing up. He was kind of play it safe, I, I guess. But the thing is, it didn't really affect the tournament, actually. Um, you know, t need needed to finish Rory to get into it, but apparently he's going to be in the next one. Ray Sefl said that. I just saw on Twitter, by the way, my boy, Jason Floyd, tweeted this. He, I said, he just spoke to Ricky Glenn and Rick Glenn just signed a new four-fight extension with the UFC. So that's good to hear. There we go, AJ. So there's some news, guys. All right, let me get this comment. Matt, not sure what open scoring feels like new, Rory is behind you, would just decided to win. Maybe, but you've got to know that the fight's competitive anyways. You know what I mean? Like he's, he should have won the fight, but he was shocked when he lost. Ken <laughs> T- T- thinks T-Bell's G-stop. I mean, I don't know what the drug testing is like in PFL, guys. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, man, T-Bell's had a good career though, AJ, like 34, 36 and 15 wins over Warren McDonald, Bill Brooks. And you look at some of these names here, guys, like Ternaldo, Rafael Dos Anjos, Jeremy Stevens. And he's been, and he's been fighting forever. Like he was in the UFC in 2006, he fought Nick Diaz in his first fight in the UFC. So this guy is a, he's kind of a legend a little bit, I would say in a way, he also, he beat Tiago Alves in 2001, holy shit, 20 years ago, that is crazy. June 30th, 2001, he beat Tiago wow, Alice. That is nuts. All right. Um, I know this one surprised you too, AJ. And, and PFL is very tricky. The, I don't know like, if you've been betting it, AJ or, or if you've been kind of scared off by some of these big upsets. And here's another one that I know you, you thought was going the other way. Uh, Ray Cooper, the third, defeat Nikolai Alex Sacken. Uh, he looked great, man. He was p- moving forward the whole fight. And Nikolai was just on his back footage and just really couldn't get it going. Give me your thoughts on this one, man.
1: Yeah, kudos to Cooper. I got this one wrong, and and I actually haven't been betting PFL. <clears throat> I just don't have enough time to, like, firmly tape study it, but, like, mm-hmm. with Cooper, I guess my reason for predicting uh, Nikolai here was I, I guess I was factoring too much the, the John Howard loss. I, I should maybe uh, give Cooper some slack there. It was just a knockout. You know, uh, maybe he gets knocked out again, but from a round-winning perspective, we saw who the better fighter was. Uh, kudos to Cooper. He's like, in my opinion, I'm like the Mount Rushmore of, of PFL. So it's nice to see him uh, pick up Oh yes, w.
0: That's a great point. Yeah, the guy. He, I love this guy. I mean, he's a fun guy to watch. He won the last tournament. He'll be in the Final Four. All right, how about this fight? Give me your thoughts on the scorecard for this one. Miliano, Sorti, and Dan Spahn. I I don't know about the – okay, they called it a draw, guys. I don't know about that. I, I thought Sorti should have won because, okay, he did get a point deduction, I think, in, in the fight. But the thing is – the first round should have been 10-8 he landed like 200 strikes aj he was absolutely dominant like remember they saw that stat it was just counting it was just like 10-9 from these judges aj what do you have to do to get a 10-8 in the sport man
1: yeah it, well and it had me thinking the same thing with diamond versus uh Loughlin. i thought there was a for sure 10-8 in there and then we saw 28 28 i'm like some of these scorecards just don't even make sense to me i try to look at it from various angles and i, I just don't even see the argument sometimes so like I would just like somebody to who scored this fight to explain it to me, or even the diamond versus Laughlin fight. Like where, where was this, where, where was this coming from? Exactly. I just, I just don't see it. So yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I think not make a valid point. I think you can make a case that's already won. Um, it continued on with the trend of just big favorites, not, not coming through for this card. A lot of them just crashed and burned. Uh, we'll get to some that that didn't, but it was just one of those nights where it was the day of the day of the dogs. So um yep. it, it really excites people i think from a betting perspective whenever you get all these like plus 400 underdogs win and even though spot uh spoon didn't win if you had a spoon ticket as, as a big underdog you're probably happy that he took it to a draw and pushed
0: and chris camozzi won as a big underdog agent he was like what plus 300 or something he beat cesar ferreira i mean he looked great um ferreira looked good in the first round agent, but that cast tank once again showed up and the chain issue showed up and camozzi just really beat him up i, I thought cozy should have tried harder for a finish knowing that he needed it to get in the tournament, but just he couldn't get it going, but he did win the fight. So, man, I mean, that's a good upset win for Chris Camozzi. I'm assuming he'll be back next year, but any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think you you put out a, a tweet on Twitter afterwards. I think you made a good point about the durability and the, the cardio for Harrow. We saw that uh, hinder him a bit in the UFC, particularly the Heinish fight, uh, his most recent UFC yeah. fight. And Yeah, kudos to Camozzi. He hasn't been fighting the most frequently these past few years in terms of like MMA. But, uh, yeah, he needed this win, and, yeah, I mean, this wasn't, like, the most desirable result. Like you said, you probably want to get a finish, but um gives him some momentum in the future. And, uh, yeah, I think we kind of know that maybe that, you know, Ferreira knockout over um, – who did he knock out in the first fight? Uh, it was the guy that Jared Cannonier knocked out in the UFC. Blank Nick, Ro-
0: Nick Rorick or something. With that. Yeah, Nick Roerick
1: Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, could only get so excited, I guess, after this performance. But, uh, yeah, kudos to Kamosi
0: um any thoughts on this fight antonio carlos jr and vinnie mogulis uh accidental groin
1: needed the groin agent in the first round you think Vinny should have continued any thoughts um it's just weird because like i it had me thinking back to when uh carlos jr fought kevin casey and then they had that eye poke it just it feels like you know it's only happened twice to carlos jr but it's like these are the guys that like he's gonna go out there and beat because he's such a big favorite and i know you and me both picked him but yeah, yeah. we needed to see the fight play out i hope they could run it back um I I don't know if anybody could fault Vinny for not continuing. It's you know whatever, No, but um, yeah, yeah, well, hopefully they run it back. That's that would be the most uh, desirable thing I would like to see them do here with this fight.
0: Now, how about this fight? I told and I told you, I said Martin Hamlin. I said guys, the last fight, all the value's gone now. He's a huge favorite now. Don't 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 do it now at three hundred. And he goes out there and loses. AJ Corey Hendricks picks off a huge upset, and I believe he's in the tournament. If I'm not mistaken, so just an unbelievable upset here. AJ third round submission for Corey Hendricks. One-time UFC fighter, AJ. We talked about him last week, man. That's the win here, man. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this was, like, so one-sided, like, for the <laughs> first, like, two-and-a-half minutes or two-and-a-half rounds, and just Hendricks just comes back. And, like, it was one of those, like, you saw the stats. Like, you didn't even need to see the fight. Like, if you just saw the stats of this fight, you knew it was just a one-sided ass-kicking. It kind of reminded me of Mirsad Bekdik versus Darren Elkins to some extent. And then, yeah, <laughs> Hendricks, uh, former Ultimate Fighter guy, came back and got the Rene choke. And, like you said, he needed it. Um so yeah, I don't, I don't know that I trust him going forward because we just saw that he could get his ass kicked for two and a half rounds. But um, you know, in terms of like momentum, in terms of like actually putting him in a position to win, I, I'm super happy for the guy.
0: Man, crazy, crazy comeback for sure. Again, PFL has been tricky, guys. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that uh, you, you guys know, I'm not a huge like guy like a part of these huge favorites or anything like that. But a lot of people do, and I know that people have been losing money like crazy on PFL. So if you do that, it just, it just shows you like you know, don't, don't, don't be too sure about these huge favorites that are kind of like, AJ, these guys are still unproven fighters I and mean, Martin Hamlet's not a proven fighter. You know what I mean? So you're laying mice, mind under that guy. It's not a great investment, you know, even though, again, he was dominating the fight. Another guy who dominates his fight, Jaws Zafirino defeats Jason Ponate. I think that's pretty, that was pretty clear that was going to happen. And then Magomed Marigomed Karamov defeats Curtis Miller. Any quick thoughts on those two fights?
1: uh yeah upon uh, it rocked him at the very beginning of the fight memory serves and then yeah after that, there Zerf- is uh zephyrino excuse me took over after that but like if you had a zephyrino take you're probably a little sweaty <laughs> after that yep. first exchange there but uh nonetheless he proved that he was the favorite there and uh yeah magomed karimov i mean what can i say this guy's a stud we know that Millender. He-, he struggles a lot as a wrestler and grappler and we just we we've seen it time and time again with his weakness and he probably faced the best wrestler crap that he's faced so like in theory this is just the, a much tougher match for even a guy like that he faced like blah muhammad or zaleski Dos santos um sam so yeah, him karimov you know looked like he hurt his leg at the very beginning of the fight but then you know once he got to the fight to the ground it was over pretty much
0: Jaws zafirino started his career one in three and now he's 26 and nine so he's really improved over the years good for this guy man but you're right he's been knocked out four times in his career AJ. i think I don't know who's fighting, but like, if he fights Ray Cooper, that could be a knockout against him man. Ray Cooper could definitely knock this guy out. Um, two other fights here, AJ, man. And I talked to you, AJ, I said, don't bet on Jordan young guys last week, minus 400. Like this guy, don't like he hasn't fought in a while. Tom Lawler's pulled off some upsets. I even talked about that John Vellante fight and Tom Lawler goes there, dominates the fight, AJ, 327, huge upset here, AJ, Tom Lawler. And then I think he retired after the fight. Um, wow. I mean, any thoughts on this one, man?
1: Yeah, this was a big upset. I mean, like a Jordan Young <laughs> was like a minus 440 favorite and um I think part of it was just a lot of people thought Waller was on his way out and um you know, he, he like you said he retired after the fight so in a sense he was, but he just, you know, Young couldn't stop the takedowns, couldn't get get up off of his back. So um whenever i i see a fighter with bad takedown defense and bad get ups i, I typically look to fade them um last or against the fighter that is could, that could impose the wrestling in, in top control uh last fighter that came to mind was when i had montana de la rosa over ariani lipski mm-hmm. um it's just something that i like to see it's just if you got that hole in your game at the ufc level it's just tough to win fights long term so um mm-hmm. yeah young showed a big uh, a big hole in his game a big weakness
0: yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, just in the last fight, Sabah C picks up the weight over Alexi Konchenko. You said, it, you said this guy is very inactive, guys, and I, I, I thought Kinchenko would win this fight and he loses. Any any thoughts quickly on that one?
1: Yeah, I think the the reach of C and, like, yeah, just Konchenko just having no urgency to close the distance. Even when he did, he couldn't take him down, really. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, he got hurt at one point. Like, Konchenko is almost 40 years old now. Um, mm-hmm. at one point he was like 20, and 0 but now things don't seem to be trending in the right direction. It, it's one thing to lose to Gilbert Burns and Zaleski to a Santos, but now it just, you know what I mean? It just doesn't seem to be trending the right way. So, um, I, I hope this guy could retire off a win, but, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what he's, his upside is in the PFL right now.
0: I feel like he probably came over to like the States a little bit too late in his career. You know, he, like he's at 30, I think he's 37, 38 you know, right AJ? So if he came over maybe like when he was 30, not when he was 35, he would have did better, but, like you said, even that, I think you even said that Thiago Alves fight worried you because it was so close, right? Over a guy that really, like, at that point of his career should have styled on. Um, I, I did notice today that they announced uh, Sordi's fight, or not Sorry, excuse me. C is fighting T Tebow in, a like, a, just a non-tournament fight in August. So that's kind of a good fight, I guess. Could be an interesting fight. I mean, C with that reach, like you said, AJ. But uh, Tebow, I mean, that's, especially after being Rory, you imagine he'd be favored in that fight. Matt Max says he would love to, Lawler consult the UFC Improving Fire Walkouts. Dude, he was the absolute best. I'm not sure if this is a little bit before your time, AJ, with Tom Lawler and his walkouts. Do you remember any of his, like, Dan Severn-type walk? You should look it up, AJ. Look up the video later on. It's, it's awesome. Um, the guy did a great job with it. Uh, the Shocker, I remember he did once, too. He had the one with Seth Petruzzelli where he had him on the, uh, the leash. He was walking him out. That was awesome. So they, the UFC, they don't like giving the fighters too much personality, it seems like. And I don't think they'll let that happen, but it was awesome. Jose said, what's going to happen with Purdue and Houston. So I don't know. I mean, they both, I guess, pulled out, I guess, started the tournament, Jose, but knowing PFL, I mean, if there's an injury, maybe they can insert the back in later on, but I, I think they're out. I'm just going to double check. What are they saying here? But I think he's out, isn't he out, AJ? Like, I mean, you know, they're going to move on with the tournament, right? These guys fell into their fights. I'm going to double check. Yeah. I'm not
1: sure offhand.
0: Uh, Yeah. (sighs) Jose, I think we all know it's kind of fly by night here with PFL um like i feel like the rules change on a daily basis with their tournament sometimes so i don't know we'll see aj i mean or um jose hopefully they can get them back in the tournament but i, I think once you're out you're out it does say that reduce still in it but i don't know i think the, uh no ferreira's gonna fight again this week so he'll get more points probably anyways yeah um that's it for pfl aj there is PFL six this week. I'll, up AJ, uh, you come in with me Thursday, if you want and you can preview it with me. That'd be kind of cool. And also, uh, Bellator as well. So hopefully you can do that with me. And, uh, tomorrow guys, Mar- Marcel's going to be back with me at 7 PM Eastern. So I want to mention that again. So a different time tomorrow. Let's do some news and we'll get out of here quickly. let just get the news headlines. Um, I don't know if you saw, but like Whitaker had some like critical comments to say about Adesanya here. Um, he no, called man. his performance average. He says he had average performance. So let's read the comment here. Uh, Robert Whitaker dubs his performance average. Watching that fight against Vittoria, you can see Addison is not touchable. It reinforced the fact he's very human, very touchable. I actually thought his performance was average. Not average in the context of being bad, but he never did anything more he had to do. Didn't do anything flashy. Didn't do anything more necessary. It's a good approach. It certainly doesn't put you in the wrong gods. He's definitely not a god. He's a good fighter, but not as good as he thinks he is. And as, sorry, I said, it. if I'm not as good as I think I am, then was that you after he knocked him out in the first fight? Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for this rematch. I actually think Whitaker has a decent shot, guys. I mean, based on the way he looked at that last fight, like he's really mixing it up. And again, I, I feel like he's, you know, probably a little bit more well-rounded than mixed martial arts, but Izzy obviously has that reach and he dominated Whitaker for the first time. I was all over it the first time, just saying. I, I can see what Whitaker's saying. Like, he didn't show anything new, I guess, in the fight. He just did what he needed to do to win. What are your thoughts, AJ? Any, any thoughts on those comments?
1: Yeah, I mean he might just be talking just because they got a fight coming up and maybe sell sell more seats. Um you know, Whitaker's, yeah, he's not he, he's a good guy, he's a nice guy. So like, you know, for him to say for him to just completely heel turn like a Colby Covington, I, I just think it would be a bit too unrealistic. So I, I think him saying this is a bit uh you know, him stepping outside of his comfort zone and um trying to maybe make that next fight be a bit more of a sell.
0: I agree. All right, let's go to some other stuff. Yuri Purjaska. He wants to jump in the octagon. Alexander Rakic wants to fight. I put the tweet out, guys. James interviewed Rakic. I wrote the article up. Rakic responded on Twitter. He actually like quote tweeted us at BJ and he was like, I, "I want." He's like, "He's like, I agree that you know, Yon's the champ right now. He's gonna fight Glover. I want to fight uh, Brazzica. That fight makes so much sense, AJ. I, I I just think and they should do it as the co-main event just so it has like there's insurance in case just say Glover gets hurt or something. You know, there's a COVID test. I don't know, whatever, right? Or even Jan. You put one of those guys in, um, Vitor wants to fight Anderson again in boxing, um, we got to talk about Anderson. Silva. that's another thing I, I want to mention this Anderson Silva won. Wow. I got to be honest guys. I'm surprised he won. I got to be honest. I thought for sure he was on this fight 46 years old. AJ going into a sport that he's not, he doesn't have a lot of experience in. It's only his third fight. He looked unbelievable. Age from what I saw, I mean, fast, elusive. When's a split decision over a guy with like 60 boxing fights, who was Cesar Chavez Jr. It's a nice win to have on your resume i know that chavez junior a lot of people were criticizing him he came in out of shape he wasn't um he missed weight for the fight Didn't he see, didn't see, kind of didn't see like he, he took it seriously but i mean i think like that would just be taken away from anderson aj i gotta be honest after seeing him get get knocked out by uriah hall i was like this guy i could never pick him again and he goes in there and he wins his boxing re- return what's your thoughts on this man
1: yeah anderson for the first time in a long time uh making an mma appearance in the boxing ring and, and putting a um uh, you know making a strong impression uh split decision or not i think a lot of people counted him out he's such a big underdog yeah. and at uh, 46 years old like yeah things didn't seem to be trending the right way and then he goes out there and wins a performance split decision or not it was uh, definitely a, a a good performance by him one that a lot of, exceeded a lot of expectations so um yeah I'm not ready to say he's gonna make a title run or anything like that but um you know it's good for the time being that he, he picked up this win um in a spot that you know a lot of people including myself thought he would lose so
0: Oh dude, I mean I I I wrote an article for Spectation Sports and I was wrong. I, I was like, man, I'm like, I, I think the wine was like minus two fifty when I wrote the article. I'm like, there's CC value on Chavez here. Like, I don't think so wins. Then the line ballooned too high It got to like minus six, seven hundred. So if you put it money end spider, I think it was plus five hundred AG. That's a good that was a good hit. You know, you won the fight. So um get the last question here. Matt was asking about drug testing protocols. I mean, bro, I, I, I have no idea and I'm not even gonna speculate, man. I mean, he's obviously been caught before. You gotta love the guy. Anyways, um, I think that's it, AJ. I mean, is there anything else that was on the week? Anything else you want to talk about before we get out here?
1: No, I mean, yeah, we got a busy week: Bellator, PFL, tough UFC, and then we yeah. got a week off. And yeah, Conor Poirier after that. So looking. Man, forward I'm to looking it.
0: forward to the week off next week. It's gonna be like the last week off I have AJ until I have my daughter, like in a few weeks. So <laughs> I want to try to really enjoy that time next week, guys, because I know that once she comes in, like a month or now it's going to be crazy between work and taking care of the kid right so it's gonna be nuts i'm gonna really enjoy next week chill out play some video games aj be just trying to be a a young guy again and then my life as a father will kick off soon anyways um yeah i think that's it for today aj please plug your stuff man we'll get out of here
1: yeah on twitter at aj shulo uh got bellator content posted already at dailyfanmma.com uh we got a special going on you can buy the pfl and bellator weekly pass for 9.99 this week uh in this week only so you can take advantage of that uh all my bets are third party tracked and verified at betmma.tips backslash anthony s364 yeah cheers adam good luck to everybody in the comments section and let's uh let's do this thing aj i
0: appreciate you uh, joining me again on short notice man um marcel again we'll join me again tomorrow guys 7 p.m eastern we'll be previewing ufc vegas 30 full conference gone looking forward to that and then thursday hopefully aj can join me again we'll do bellator and pfl in the meantime guys follow me on twitter at adam martin uh podcast mmautspreker.com so on their YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, all those places, Google. I mean, there's tons of places you can get the podcast. Always trying to get new people to listen to it. Love you guys joining the chat. Appreciate it. Uh we're all saying my uh com, Miami News.com, fanatic, expectation Sports, and of course elite fantasy, elite sports betting. Uh I mean last week was a break even week. I'm looking for a good week though here, right? So the last card, like AJ said, until we get a two week break or whatever. And uh, looking forward so that's it for today and Matt said uh, that's drinks thanks guys no worries man hope you have a great day Matt and everyone else who joined us today AJ appreciate it again talk to you guys soon back tomorrow 7 p.m. Eastern break down UFC Vegas 30 peace